Hello and welcome to another episode of Eastridge Connection. I'm Alan Middleton. I'm being joined by Jason Reeves. And today we are tackling a question, and that question is, is fellowship worship? Is fellowship a form of worship? Is it worship? Are they totally uh, and completely different things? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I thought we would just start off by talking about what our perceptions, what our definition of fellowship and worship are, and then see if those two uh, mix together. So as I say the word fellowship, can I just ask what, what comes to the, the forefront of your mind, Jason, when I say that word, what sort of images, what sort of events or actions, behaviors uh, come to the forefront of your mind? When I think of fellowship, I think of Christians coming together, gathering together, um, not just not just in the sense of, of, of worship and coming together at a particular place like a church building or something like that, but just Christians enjoying life and sharing life uh, together, Christians journeying through life, life together. And so I don't know, when I, when I think of fellowship, that's, uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm, I'm with you, because when I think of fellowship, I don't tend to think of our corporate worship setting. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying fellowship doesn't happen there. It certainly does. Uh, but I tend to more think of, you know, potluck Sunday type thing. We, okay. we, are, we are sharing, we're, we're giving, uh, we are enjoying each other's company. Uh, that tends to be what I think of when I think of fellowship. And, and part of that may just be the youth minister in me. When I think about fellowship, that is like, you know, 90% of what I'm doing with teens is just trying to figure out a way to, to develop uh, fellowship, to develop relationships with them. And so there's a lot of um, sharing meals, having fun, uh, and uh, taking care of each other. You know, you know churches will have a, uh, a fellowship room. Yeah, oh, yes. Um, That's or or even, even, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, a, a meal. Uh, some churches will refer to like a, you know, a first Sunday of the month kind of you know shared sort of meal. They'll refer to it as a fellowship meal, and yeah. so um, so the idea of just sharing either a common meal or maybe a common space, right. you know, a fellowship room, just Christians sharing, and so maybe that's a a good description of what fellowship is for Christians to 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 share. And you mentioned that we're in common. I think that comes up a lot. That this idea of commonality and. I think of the song, uh, A Common Love. But I think of that commonality. We, we're sharing something, a common belief. We're sharing uh, the fact that we are enjoying each other's company uh, under the name of Christ. And uh, I think the, the verse that always comes to the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking about fellowship is Hebrews 10. Uh, in Hebrews 10, verses literally 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I think sometimes, uh, admittedly, we use that verse a little broadly, this idea of don't give up meeting together to mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you ever start a church program ever, never give that up because then you're in violation of Hebrews 10.25. I'm not sure that keeps in the spirit of what he's saying there. Um, any thoughts on Hebrews 10.25? Well, I, th I think that we mostly apply that to, to worship. Right. Don't give up meeting together. Right. Uh, and, and it's... Kind of even an interesting way of of saying it, as the the author of the letter says, uh, as some of you are in the habit of doing, as if all Christians aren't in the habit of right. of doing that. Right. You know, and so we kind of tend to 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 consider Hebrews ten twenty five um, in regard to in regard to, to worship, but I, I think applying it to fellowship and to the fellowship that believers are to have with one another uh, is, is something that, that that makes sense. You know, this is something that we that we uh, that we need, something that we're we're designed to be a part of, to be a part of one another's lives, especially in thinking about it from a from a first century sort of sort of context. context. These these believers that are 
that are maybe struggling with what it means, what it looks like to, to be a Christian or what it looks like to be a, a fellowship of, of believers. Uh, and, uh, and so the author there in the, in the later first century is encouraged them, encouraging them, hey, a lot of you guys are doing this really well. Don't, don't, don't give that up. Right. Uh, and maybe those that aren't doing so well at that would be encouraged by that. It's interesting to me that a lot of times it is just verse 25. We don't mm-hmm. include verse 24, which is very much about mm-hmm. let's consider how we may spur one another on uh, toward love and good deeds. It's very much about this sort of horizontal plane of how are we interacting with each other mm-hmm. and let's not give up that meaning together. Uh, although I think it certainly applies that there is something happening on the horizontal plane of fellowship uh, in, in the worship, uh, corporate worship, worship setting. There is there is a unity there that's being experienced by all people. And I'm, certainly communion, we could talk about that aspect of that's the meal that we are taking together yeah. that is uh, horizontal, very much vertical, but also horizontal in the way that we are taking of that together. Yeah. Um, so when I think about fellowship, I'm trying to think of some of the tenets of fellowship and what maybe separates it from worship. Uh, I think definitely fellowship has to have some sort of uh, basis on giving and sharing. There, there's this communal sort of uh, offering of something and 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 uh, a sharing of something and a receiving of something. Uh, it's something that we're sharing together. It's something that fills and refreshes. Uh, something that maybe you do out of obligation, but it, it still uh, ends up refreshing you that you're glad you, you got to fellowship with your your Christian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think there's a lot a lot of things that we have to go to that uh, we go to things that. You know, there's a lot of pretense of uh, I'm going to pretend like I'm enjoying having a good time here, but I'm here because it is an obligation. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. I'm trying to think maybe like a family reunion with the wrong side of the family. <laughs> that's that's what that's what comes to mind. And and certainly, uh, you know, <laughs> when I think about that, I think you may smile and try to pretend like you're enjoying yourself. But your idea of fellowship is something okay. where you're with a group of people where you know you agree, you have the same values and yeah. agree on things, which sometimes that's not the case for families. So, I look to the example that we have in, in the book of Acts and then also some of the things that the Apostle Paul addresses in his letters in regard to, to Christians sharing life together, doing life together. And uh, there are a lot of things that just don't come naturally to us because we're, um, we're, we're, we're selfish pe- people or we're prideful people. And so much of the Christian faith is um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, not only to God, uh, but allowing yourself to be vulnerable to, uh, to one another. And just our natural inclination is to not do that very well. No, we're terrible at yeah. that, especially in our society. We, we put such a high value on self-reliance and independence and, you know, you know, pulling up ourselves by our own bootstraps, that, that, that is very foreign to us. And it just, it seems like weakness to us. It seems like you know, even embarrassment to us, a, a shameful thing to have to ask for help. Uh, when really, yeah, that, that is a, a, a main tenet of what the first century church was based on. We need to uh, come together in all things, uh, including, uh, you know, even, even finances. You know, when, when, when we're hurting and we, we need uh, someone else is in need, we need to be able to pull together and, and support that person. Um, Okay, so that, that's kind of a, a quick take up fellowship. Let's let's tackle worship. We can surely do that in just a couple minutes, right? Okay. That's that, we can define that. Um, so, what is worship? I, w- when I hear that, I have to go to Romans chapter twelve, verses one and two first, just because that, that comes to mind, uh, and maybe we can work from work out from there. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
So in this list of what he says is true and proper worship, he says, uh, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says, do not conform to the power of the world. Uh, be trans uh, transformed, the renewing of your mind. Uh, and that's how we're going to be able to test and prove what God's will is. Uh, so all this is certainly related to worship, but it seems kind of abstract. Uh, and I'll ask you the question again. What, what sort of images, what sort of context comes to your mind when you hear this word worship? Is this very formal Sunday morning sitting down, or is it a, a larger definition of that? Is it broader than that? I, I think it is broader, and I appreciate the those few verses there from, from Romans chapter 12, because I think, I think Paul is, is wanting to encourage us to recognize uh, just the, the totality of what worship is. Um, for a definition, I would say you know, worship is adoration of God. It's kind of just a short, sweet, simple sort of, uh, sort of definition. Worship is adoration of God. Uh, and, and even to, in, in my mind, you know, you, you ask the question, what's, you know, what's something that comes, comes to your mind whenever, whenever you're thinking about worship? You know, I think of um, how in Isaiah chapter 6, you know, as, oh, as Isaiah enters into the, to the, to the, uh, the temple, Isaiah the priest enters into the, the temple, uh, and you know, the angels are crying out, Holy, holy, holy is uh, the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, that's worship. Mm. Um, and certainly it is. And certainly worship is, is who we are and it's what we're about as we gather together as, as believers, certainly on, on Sunday. Uh, but anytime Christians gather, gather together, I mean, I think that's what Paul is getting at, is getting at here, that somehow that, yes, worship is, is collective and worship is intentional um, and uh, worship is to be acknowledged. This is, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. At the same time, worship of God is not relegated to, to those moments. Mm. Uh, worship of God is not rele relegated to an hour and 10, maybe an hour and 15 minutes on, <laughs> on Sunday. Right. Uh, the worship, worship of God is, is who we are and it's what we're about. And I would say it's, it's who we're designed to be. And especially in thinking about uh, the connection there between Hebrews 10 uh, and then Romans, Romans 12, and maybe a connection with with fellowship and with and with worship, I think there's a design that's there, a, a design by God, that to to do otherwise would be counterintuitive to how God has designed us. Here, here's here's what I mean by that. I look at uh, look at Jesus's ministry, and Jesus calls twelve men to follow me, and he he calls them to follow him. To follow him together, not not isolated, not not one at a time, but all twelve following him at the same time. As a group, I, I think there's a design that's there that's intentional, uh, because whenever whenever disciples follow Jesus together, uh, there's 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 a, a learning curve of uh, how they how we rely upon each other, how we trust one another, how how we. Um, how we um, you know, share in, in fellowship with, with one another and how we maybe, maybe we struggle, uh, not just alongside of one another and with one another, but how we struggle sometimes with one another. Mm. And, and so Jesus calls those 12 guys from different backgrounds to follow him. And as, as they do, they learn a little bit more. They learn a whole lot more of what it means to, to, to fellowship. And I, I, and I think there's an aspect of, of worship there. Think of fast forward in Jesus's ministry to uh, the uh, the moments before um, Jesus and his disciples cross Jerusalem and go to the Garden to pray, and Jesus and, and his closest friends are all 
together, sharing that Passover meal in that upper in that upper room. Um, on Resurrection Sunday, those same disciples are gathered in that same in that same upper room. The next week, um, we we see this this pattern forming of the, how they're they're all together in in the upper upper room. You know, and then from there, you have Christians coming together on the first day of the week. You know, Acts twenty is a place that a lot of times will will point toward in regard to to worship and this example of of uh, coming together on on Sunday. Um, at the same time, the, the purpose of that worship is yes to adore adore God, but it's also to uplift and to encourage one another and to share to share with one another. And I think there's just a design of God um, that's present um, in our being a people of fellowship. Um, and in our being a people um, who who worship, not only worship him individually, um, but who worship him collectively. Hmm. And with Romans chapter 12, um, you know, Paul is saying, don't, don't think that your spirituality is, is going to be confined to, to an hour and 10 minutes a week. If, if it is, it is, it is so, so far um, less than what God has designed for you to encounter. Uh, you mentioned what we're designed for, and if I was to press the rewind button and go back uh, to Genesis, I think that's absolutely right. We see this uh, intentionality, this design of uh, man's created and we're created, and we have fellowship with God there in the garden, mm-hmm. and yet there is still uh, a part of our design that is incomplete and that we need fellowship, not only on a, a vertical plane with God, but also on a horizontal plane with creation and with other human beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is just part of the way that we are designed. And I think that sometimes that's what we sort of box ourselves into in this definition of fellowship and worship. Fellowship is only this sort of horizontal plane, and worship is only this vertical plane um, with God. And I don't think that's necessarily always true. I, I, I feel like there are times when I'm uh, worshiping God, praising God, say, in prayer, but at the same time, that might be a time I'm having fellowship with God because I'm just spending time with God. I'm enjoying having those prayer moments with Him, and it really feels like we're fellowshipping in that moment. Despite there, there, there is an, absolutely an element uh, of worship. And I think the same is true uh, sometimes when I'm you know, sharing a, a pizza with some teenagers and we're just talking. Why does it have to be pizza? I, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't it be pizza yeah, is the right. real question. But even though we may not even be talking about something spiritual, it may be the fact that we're talking and we're bringing in other people into the conversation about you know, superheroes battling other superheroes who would win. And we're pulling in some you know, new awkward seventh grader into that conversation. We're sort of you know, making sure he's building up friendships in the youth group. And I feel like in that moment, we are fellowshipping, but at the same time, there's an element of we're doing this intentionally in a way to honor God, in a way to worship God in this moment. And so I, I don't think they always need to be defined apart from each other. I think they are related to each other in some ways. I think to fellowship as a Christian um, on a horizontal plane presupposes uh, fellowship on a vertical plane. Which, he, is, which is cross-shaped. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you think I about see, that, I right? see what you've done here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, my goodness. That's, that's, cross, that's cross-shaped, right? If I can go back to Hebrews 10 real quick, I do want to go back actually a little further to Hebrews 10, 22 through 25, because if you'll notice, when it, we go through this verse of 25, not giving up being together, it not only talks about how uh, this is so we can spur one another on, but even goes back further to say, this is all about drawing near to God. In verse 22, it says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And 
let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up being together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It, it seems like the design from the very beginning was never that we would pursue God on our own. Yeah. While that is worship can be an intensely personal thing, and I think it should be, I think it's also meant to be shared uh, with other people. But I, and I appreciate you connecting fellowship and, and worship, and I think there's a there's a, a call there to to practice this discipline of, of fellowship, maybe requiring um, input and help or assistance or or just just love and, and connection to others. Maybe that comes more more naturally for, for some than than others. But the idea of a Christian existing outside of a com- of a community of faith um, is not a, it's not a biblical concept and. Um, I think that especially maybe during this time, um, as we've we've had so much distance from from one another, even though over the last couple of weeks we've we've had um, folks gathered here at our at our at our building to to worship, and maybe we're moving we're, we're week by week, you know, moving toward at least a, a new normal in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we're seeing how this is fellowship goes so far beyond. Um, you know, a potluck meal, or uh, fellowship goes goes beyond you know activities within the, within the church, or even programs within the church. Um, those things are all needed and required and, and, and important to engage. At the same time, um, fellowship is is connected to a, a deeper component of who we are as as those who are created, as you know, as you pointed out earlier, created in God's in God's image. When you look at Acts chapter two, you've got. Um, uh, not only the Apostle Peter's message at, at Pentecost, that's usually the first place that we that we turn to or first thing we think about whenever we think about Acts chapter 2. But you also have the the uh, the description of those those earliest believers who devote themselves to the Apostles' teaching, mm-hmm. um, to the breaking of bread and prayer. But in Acts 2.42, the language there is they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Mm-hmm. And so the fellowship... Um, so it's it's not just um, oh I have a, a good relationship with this person because we enjoy the same things because we have commonality and we spend intentional time to, together as friends. As important as that is, there's a deeper connection that, that's made because of the gospel of Christ, or right. because we're connected through the through the Spirit of Christ, because we we're we're um, we're, we're on this Christian journey, this spiritual journey uh, together. So I think there's just something deeper that's that's touched. Um, through our being a people who who take seriously um, the call to to fellowship, um, and also you know viewing fellowship as worship and fellowship as a spiritual discipline, I think gets us a whole lot further down the road. I really appreciate you saying fellowship as spiritual discipline because as you were as you were uh, speaking, I was thinking that that's absolutely true. Fellowship is not necessarily all about comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may be at a, at a potluck and, and have to eat some foods that you would rather not have eaten, but the fellowship that's taking place is not built around, you know, your favorite food being pizza or whatever it is. The fellowship is that you're there and sharing that, that commonality, that, mm-hmm. that unity and that we are all one under Christ. I think that's so good just to remember fellowship is not all about comfort. Uh, and it, it is going to be uncomfortable for some people. Some people may say, you know, I'm an introverted person. Uh, I'm a number whatever on the Enneagram, and that's just not for me. Being around people, I'm going to try to stay away from that. And it's not just about, okay, yes, God's made this design where we're supposed to have a relationship with other people, uh, other Christians, and with him. 
uh, that's not just about who we uh, are designed to be, but it's also about who we are designed to become to be. I mm-hmm. think I think as we are uh, coming closer and closer to the design that God has, that that is a discipline that we should be practicing. Let me end with First uh, John chapter four verse twenty, and then if you have any other comments, okay, I'll sure. turn it over to you and let you close this out with a prayer. Okay. First John chapter four and verse twenty, a great verse for us all to uh, to memorize, to to study, uh, just to have in our in our minds, especially during these times. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. I think it's it's a good thing to remember that fellowship, uh, uh, I think, can be an act of worship. I think mm-hmm. fellowship can uh, be an intentional uh, offering that we uh, that we give to God. Uh, that it can be quite a pleasing aroma, as they would say <laughs> in the scripture, to God. First John's a good place to, I think, to turn, especially in regard to to fellowship, and maybe in viewing fellowship through the through the lens of of worship. I have in front of me the, the first few verses of of the letter. Where John says, you know, that which is from the beginning, that which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked at, which our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. You know, John is thinking back to his time of ministry with with Jesus, and uh, but especially viewing it through this lens of of fellowship. You know, John's thinking back, and here he says, here I'm going I'm to share with you the things that I learned whenever I was when I was with Jesus. Uh, the next couple of couple of verses here, the, the, the life appeared. We've seen it. We've testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we've seen and what we've heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We write this uh, to make our joy complete. John is acknowledging the, the fellowship, the, not, just, not just relationship, but the fellowship that we're to have with God and and with one another. And so somehow, somehow I can't fully be who God has designed me to be if if I'm not in intentional relationships with other believers. That's right. And maybe sometimes we relegate that to um, to corporate assemblies mm. or to worship or maybe even to Christ, to Christians that I go to church with. Mm. Um, this is which, which is, uh, is a foreign concept to the, to the early church. Right. They're just relationships that they share with other, with other believers. Yeah. And so somehow I can't fully be who God's designed me to be as a Christian without the fellowship that, um, that I'm intended to have with other, with other believers in, in whatever sort of connections I have with them. Um, I, I, I can only be, and somehow you can only fully be who, who you're called to be um, with this, the, the relationships that you share in, in Christ. That's I think right. that's the way that God has designed all of this to uh, um, to work for us to be a, a people who uh, who are intentional in those relationships and who who recognize our need for for fellowship and who who cultivate who cultivate those those relationships. It takes it takes effort. It takes it takes work. Mm. Um, and uh, and yet if if uh, if we're intentional, uh, I think we'll see ourselves being being a, a more faithful. Uh, more, more committed, and also a more effective um, uh, people. Hmm. All right. Anything else? No. Uh, I do. I do want to encourage. Uh, if you've been watching this, we we, we thank you for watching. Uh, if you've been able to attend uh, our live services or, or watch this streaming, we we appreciate you tuning into that. Surely, this th- there was no part of this that was meant to shame anyone that didn't come to in person service yet. Uh, we know that that's not safe for everyone, and uh, 
we want people to do that in their own time as they feel safe to do that. All right, let's pray. Father, we are thankful that you have, have created us to be communal beings and to be in a, in a, in a relationship with you and, and also, Father, to, uh, to share a connection to others because of you, through you. Father, we, we pray that we would be a people who are intent on, um, on being those who, who, um, who are effective in the, in the ways that you have uh, gifted us to be able to be effective in the relationships that we share with others. And Father, I pray that we would rely upon uh, the fellowship that you've created us to, um, to, to crave and to, to have. And uh, Father, I pray that we would be those who uh, would bring glory and honor to your name uh, at every level uh, of, of life. Thank you for those that have joined us today. And Father, um, I pray that you would uh, go with us as, we, uh, as we, we journey through life. Father, help us to be um, a, a people who take seriously the call to follow Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.